Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry What, the podcast where I bitch about things that I think are worthy of bitching about. This is Ashley Sleek. Welcome to my podcast. And I mean, obviously, it is two days after the AMAs when you're listening. Sometimes I record on Sundays, but the AMAs were on so freaking late. And I knew I couldn't just like do a podcast and not talk about the AMAs, obviously. So, wow, here we go. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> hi, just really diving in. We're only 34 seconds in. Hi, hope everyone's having a great day. Um, Happy Thanksgiving week. Can you believe that we're already in freaking basically December, like nobody's ready, which is so great because today I'm going to talk about gift giving after I'm done doing my recap of the AMAs. And it's going to be a really good podcast, you guys, I promise. Uh, So I'm literally going to open my Twitter because I was trying to live tweet. Here's the first I'm sorry, what bullshit. I just don't understand. Like it's 2019. Why can't we have award shows on at the same time as the East Coast? Because I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, so Riverdale premieres here and on the East Coast, like at the same time, right? Or am I just like totally getting that wrong? When they say like eight, seven central, does that mean that they have a totally different time too? And you might be listening to this like, wow, Ashley, you're 27 freaking years old. You don't know how time zones work. I don't. So leave me alone. And I am getting so freaking frustrated because one of my favorite things to do is live tweet. But as I'm tweeting, I'm already knowing everything that's happening because I follow all these people on the East Coast, you know, like obviously I'm following Entertainment Tonight and E! News and like, they're already telling me that Taylor Swift won Artist of the Year, which is a dub. But there also could have been a surprise. You know what I'm saying? It's just like ugh, so frustrating. So anyways, I am going to read so I can recap the night through my tweets. I'm not going to read them for you verbatim, but I just want to kind of like remember what happened. I don't want to miss out because I had some good ones. So feel free to catch up with me um, at Ashley Sleek on Twitter. I don't have a lot of followers, so I would love more. Um, as I am scrolling through, I can remember, though, that the first thing that happened was Selena Gomez starting the night. Now, Selena Gomez has been through some fucking shit. Like, you know how we kind of have started to treat Demi Lovato and like Lindsay Lohan with like white gloves and we're like, okay, like be careful. They've had a rough time. We should be a little bit nicer to them. We need to fucking do that for Selena Gomez because this bitch goes out there, sings about like one of the worst times in her life, a.k.a. Justin Bieber, and... Everybody is talking on Twitter about how she's singing off key. Bitch, she's trying. And I get it. It wasn't like the amazing performance like Taylor Swift had. It was very emotional, very raw. And that's hard for an artist. She hasn't been on the AMA stage for like two years, let alone really out and about at award shows. Like, give the bitch a break. Okay. And I thought she sang beautifully. I loved when she like did her sad song and she gets into her bad bitch song. You're just like, yes, queen. And no one else was saying yes, queen, quite as hard as Taylor Swift. And I get that some people don't like Taylor Swift. I hear you, whatever. But you have to admit, like, nobody friendships harder than Taylor Swift. Like, the only thing, like, obviously, I'm not tall, skinny and blonde and talented like Taylor. But I will say that I think we're on the same level of friendship. Like, I tweeted about this. My best friend, Kim, I always talk about she tweeted back at me just a yes. And I was like, girl, this is when you and I convince each other that we can shotgun a white claw and how encouraging we are to each other the whole time we're doing it. Because literally, you've never seen a more like disappointing shit show than the two of us uh, trying to shotgun a white claw. 
but we believe in each other harder than any other bitch out there. So can relate. Um, I love that Halsey jumped in on this fandom. I will sneak a little thing that I had about Halsey in right now. I just have to say that eyebrows are not optional. And I know I tweeted this and it should have got a little bit more love because it was funny. But like I've seen a few times where artists have come out with no eyebrows. And I just I feel like I need to make the blanket statement that that's not a thing. They're not optional. Like you need eyebrows. One time I went to a wedding and I had I guess I had too much foundation on my eyebrows. She's not good at makeup. Leave her alone. And there are all the pictures of me. My eyebrows are like gone just gone. And if I feel the need to share a photo, I might, but it was all bad. So anyways, eyebrows are not optional. Okay. So love Selena Gomez's performance. Everyone needs to like back the fuck off. I thought that Brad Gorskeski, Gorskeski, I don't really know how to pronounce his last name because I'm a terrible radio host, but he's the fashion designer who is dressing everyone amazing. And he's like best friends with Tanya Rad from 101 for 102.7 Kiss FM. And they do like dancing videos and shit. Anyways, he was giving me like all the best reactions in the beginning. They never showed him again, but it was okay because Patrick Starr, the YouTube makeup person, was also fabulous. Always love a good audience reaction. You know, they could have shown Post Malone more. We'll get into that later. Anyways, so that was amazing. Billie Eilish won her first AMA ever. She was the first award of the night. It was so stinking cute. She just looks so genuine. And I think that she's not trying to come off like hard and evil. I think she's just trying to like be herself. And I really love that. I feel like she is a genuine person. I don't totally understand all her music. I like to listen to it, but I also like to sing along with music. So I have a hard time when I can't understand the words. That's how I feel about Billy. But I also like want to give her a hug. You know, I just think she's so stinking cute and working her little booty off. And I love that she's just taken home all the awards. Yes. Uh, I was also pretty surprised because Halsey was saying that this was the first AMA that she's ever won. And I'm sorry, what if you like Halsey, if you don't, she's been a pretty big artist for a long time. So it was shocking to me that this was her first win. But I also look back and people like Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez, like they never win these kinds of awards either. And I find that so fascinating that there's so much talent out there that doesn't win awards, but there's only so many. And of course, a lot of people would thought she was throwing some shade because she wasn't nominated for a Grammy this year. And so she went up in her speech and basically was talking about how her whole life, you know, she saw these award shows as validation. And, you know, sometimes when you don't get them, it's hard. And she wanted to thank the AMAs for being fan based. So that way she could be uh, nominated and all this stuff. And I just thought it was really beautiful. And I'm glad that she was like, I don't need a freaking Grammy. I have an AMA. But I mean, I don't want to tell her and I don't know who wants to tell her that the Grammy is a little bit of a higher honor. But like, we don't have to go there. It's fine. You guys. Wow. I'm so excited about the AMAs. I'm so sorry if I'm talking too fast for anybody. But like, you came to my podcast, you should know what's going on. I don't even know how to put this in words. I have never been more attracted to a loofah in my life than when fucking Lizzo performed. Are you kidding me? She was serving up Angelina Jolie leg like she fucking invented it. It was everything. She went up there, sang a new song. I tweeted this out. And this is so great that Jimmy, one, doesn't listen to my podcast, two, read my tweets, like three care about me. I literally tweeted, I'm like, I want to break up with my boyfriend right now because I feel that passion from Lizzo. Like she was on the ground. She screamed at one point. I I just I couldn't. I I literally 
in the most basic form of myself could not function watching Lizzo. It was everything. She looked freaking gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, I also want to point out, I'm not a country person, so Thomas Rhett's performance kind of bored me. I did notice that he is a lot sexier with a beard. He doesn't look like a strange child. Like, he looked to me like the guy who played the elf in Lord of the Rings, Elijah Woods or whatever, but definitely sexier with the beard from behind. I thought he looked like Post Malone. Maybe that's why I thought he was hotter. Who knows? Okay. This is where I'm ready for a really big I'm sorry what. I have to give the I'm sorry what to Camila Cabello and Sean Mendes. They are my biggest I'm sorry what of the night. I do have to say that I stopped watching after Taylor Swift accepted um her award, the second one, the artist of the decade or not the artist of the decade, the um artist of the year award that she won. So I don't know if anything else crazy happened, but I am so sick and tired of Camila Cabello and Sean Mendes. And I know that's mean. I like them. I think they're cute together, but they are so goddamn boring on a stage. I don't know why everybody is insistent that we sit here and watch them almost make out. Like we already, they literally already performed the same song. It's the same thing. He's standing there with his guitar. She's in the back. She walks towards him seductively. She gives this really weird over the nose look that kind of makes her look like Pinocchio. She walks down. She gets really close to him. He's awkwardly trying to play the guitar, but still looks sexy at him. But Shawn Mendes is still like a very hot 18 year old. So it's confusing. And then he like leaves the guitar and they're dancing. It's like someone teach that white boy how to salsa dance. So this performance can be a little bit more interesting. Like Camilla, Camilla, Camilla is just literally all of all of everything in that performance. And Sean is just standing there. It's like every white boy stereotype you could ever think of. Honey's got no rhythm. He's just standing there while she's dancing sexy on him. I, I went to high school prom. I don't need to see it again. Move on. Either teach the boy how to dance or stop performing together. I'm just saying. I had enough. I like Camila Cabello a lot, but she had her she had a performance with Shawn Mendes. She had her own performance. And then she shows up with Taylor Swift. It's like, honey, relax. We get it. Lauren from Fifth Harmony was in the audience and you just wanted to show her that you don't need that bitch. And we all understand. But like, leave it alone. Anyways, um, Dan Levy was there. That was amazing. <laughs> just wanted you to know. Taylor Swift uh, won for the best pop rock album for Lover. And I did. So basically going into the AMAs, I being the shady bitch I am, just couldn't wait to hear how she was going to address all of her drama with Scooter Braun because we obviously knew that was going to happen. But I just was like, how how is she going to do it? At what point? So when she wins for best pop rock album, she throws a little shade in there just saying that she's really happy to be a part of a record label that lets her perform her own music. And she just made sure to thank her record label. And I didn't think that was overly shady. I loved it. And I like when she gives us it just a subtle shade and she only does it once. I, I don't know if she won any other awards the rest of the night. I don't think so. But I listen, you know, both her other speeches were very much about her fans and her and I liked it because I was like, listen, honey, you sang the man. Yes, I'm skipping ahead already. You sang the man. It was amazing. You have a little subtle shade, but this is your freaking moment. And do not let the headlines be about you throwing shade. 
You know, like, let's talk about all your accomplishments, despite all those bitches that were tearing you down. So I really like that she threw her little shade that, you know, the world was waiting for, but then really owned every other minute of that night and made it about her, her fans and her music. Love that. Class act. Class act. Oh, my God. Kesha showed up and saying TikTok. The crowd did not go as nuts as they did for Kesha doing TikTok. That was a freaking amazing. It was so good. She was just owning her shit. She looks great as a brunette. Loved every minute of it. Loved, love, love. I made a shady comment about Paula Abdul saying she looks more sober than usual, but it's fine. Um, Tony Braxton, I will never eat again because I want to wear that dress to my wedding. Carrie Underwood, it's country, don't care. Um, Billie Eilish's buns looked great. I Okay, so Camila Cabello and, and I, I know I just bitched about them. I don't think they were the collaboration of the year. And and let me tell you why. Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus should have won best collaborator of the year. And maybe you disagree with me and that's on you. You're wrong. But that was so iconic because Little Nas X was trying to drop a country song and they were rejecting him and freaking hero Billy Ray Cyrus comes rolling in and he's like, no, bitch, let's do this together. And it ended up being the biggest song of the year. Like, I am so shocked that this wasn't winning more awards. Um, I don't even know if it did win one award because I like I said, I didn't see the end. But I that was that was the most iconic collaboration of 2019 easy i mean everybody loves everyone loves to hate that song it's like call me maybe by Car- carly ray jemson it was just so iconic the fact that he got billy ray out of retirement to come do this song just so he could be on a country chart iconic it should have won whatever a uh, new artist of the year billy eilish that was a tough category between little nas x lizzo and Billie Eilish. It was a really tough category to compete in, but I will say that I do think Billie Eilish deserved to win that. Loved it. No complaints there. Halsey's performance was absolutely incredible. I loved her dance moves. I love that she brought her eyebrows back. That's about it. And I have to just say, there was some disrespect in the crowd when Green Day was performing. And let me just tell you, I am a huge Green Day fan. It is the reason my best friend Jenna from high school and I slash middle school, we met in middle school. We are still best friends and we equate a lot of that to Green Day. That's how we first bonded. That's how we first became friends. And some bitch was in the audience texting during the Green Day performance with the disrespect. I was so angry about it. And they showed her twice. I'm like, stop panning to this little bitch. okay? but everybody else was so happy and getting it. So it was fine. Billie Eilish, I thought was going to like ball her eyes out introducing them. I thought it was the sweetest freaking thing in the world. So great. My boy Post Malone, of course, was rocking it, which brings me to you guys. I just have to interject about this very vivid dream I had last night. So and I know I've kind of talked about this a few times because I actually have these dreams a lot, which once again, so glad Jimmy doesn't listen to this podcast. I have dreams that I'm dating Post Malone like on a regular basis. And last night it was so vivid and like his ex-girlfriend. And I don't I don't know if it was his real ex-girlfriend. It was just this girl I made up in my mind. She showed up and kept trying to break us up. And like he was not having it. And they kept and then we were like in this castle with all these booby traps. And we were like having to dodge things like full Scooby-Doo castle style with like 
the guy in the night suit that's like looking at you, you know, oh my God, it was amazing. And the whole time we had beers in our hands and I woke up like, I can't even, I don't know if my dad listens to this podcast, so I'm not going to tell you how I woke up, but you can imagine. I don't know why I love him so much. I don't know why I want to bang him so bad, but I'm worried if I met him, I would just, I don't know, cheat. I don't know. Break up with Jimmy. I'm just kidding, you guys. Anyways, Post Malone won for best rap and hip hop album. He brought his freaking beer on stage. I mean, I know I talk too much about how much I love him. And while I'm on Post Malone, I'm just going to stay here because if I, you know, I have to get all my Post Malone things out now. He also, I didn't get to see Shania Twain's performance, which makes me so sad because, man, I feel like a woman is a very special song for me. I performed it at my camp's um, talent show back in the day and owned it, obviously. And Post Malone was dancing to it, you guys. Oh, my God. The video is on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek. I saw it when I was peeing this morning and I just wanted to cry. Everything in my soul was just like so much happier. And I was like, I can take on Monday because of this video. It's life changing. Go check it out. <laughs> um, Camila Cabello performed again. Nobody cares. The, OK, the Jonas Brothers. I am so sick and freaking tired of them not being at any award show ever. Like they're always videoing in their performance. Guess who doesn't like that shit? Me. If you can't make it, don't make it. But I don't need a video performance from you guys. It's like when they did Love Bug on like a subway or something. I'm just bored with that shit. Like show up or don't show up. But there are plenty of people who could have performed in that spot in the crowd. I didn't need a videoed in performance. And you know, I love Love, love me some Joe bros. Obviously, the countdown is on. I have like three weeks till I see them in L.A., but I don't know. I don't know. And that's going to bring me to Taylor Swift. Wow. Okay. That performance was everything that I think I needed it to be as a Swifty, as someone who also can see her faults, you know, as someone who who will who will look at her with a critical eye. I'm like a Swifty who also can be like, uh, maybe that wasn't the best move. Like I'm a Swifty who appreciated the Kim Kardashian moment. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like a toe into every pool. And I thought that that was the most beautiful, genuine performance. I like that she started with my favorite song, The Man. So she got her little shadiness out like I talked about before. Then she went through like a medley of some of her top hits. There was dancing. There was set. She brought out Halsey and Camila Cabello, which she didn't need to do um, <laughs> because <laughs> they need her more than she needs them. But I loved also that we got to watch her mom and dad, but mostly her mom, watch Taylor. It was so beautiful. And Selena Gomez was sitting right next to her. And I'm like, yes, this is me sitting like at a wedding with my best friend's mom, like bawling my eyes out with her, like knowing we love that girl more than anything in this world. I just I really appreciated that moment between the two of them. And then look, say what you want about Taylor Swift. But this girl is accepting her decade of the year award. She starts off by thinking, um, and I feel really bad about this, but the ba the girl who did the ballerina performance, which was amazing, she thanked her for being on stage with her. She talked about Halsey. She talked about um, Camila Cabello. She talked a lot about, you know, the woman who was giving her her award. Like, she talked about all these other people, and then she talked about her fans. And, you know, she said a little light about how this was one of the hardest years of her life. And, you know, and we don't know everything, which... 
I mean, we know a little bit, at least we know that like her mom was really sick and, you know, we know all this stuff with the record label. Like she's had a tough year. She still provided us with a banging album and she was just sitting there like, yes, I have done, you know, 15 years of this shit. I've been around for a decade and I'm going to be around for another. And I loved it. I love seeing her go through her phases. Like she is just being her true authentic self and she's making mistakes and owning it. And I could not love Taylor Swift any more than I did last night. And now I'm glad that I spent more money than I've ever spent on anything else to go to Loverfest. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. You guys, I don't know. I loved it. It made me emotional. I was overwhelmed. And that is, unfortunately, I didn't watch the rest. So that's really my recap of the AMA. So next year, I hope Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes are together, but they don't perform. I hope that everybody has eyebrows. And I hope the freaking lime green trend keeps going because I see you, little Nas X. I see you, Billie Eilish. And I motherfucking see you, Selena Gomez, in that freaking, she looks so good in that green dress. It was too much. It was too much. So to wrap up the podcast today, I know Christmas is coming and I wanted to do one more. I'm sorry. What? Because this kind of comes up a lot. I feel bad that I talk about it a lot because obviously last week I was like, I don't get anyone a presents if I'm in their wedding. But I also have slowly but surely cut down the list of people I get Christmas presents for. I'm starting to regret it because I am seeing the bomb presents my friends buy other people, but mostly I keep shopping and I'm seeing things like I want for my friends. But early on in college, uh, my best friend Julie Robinson taught me that you don't have to buy everybody a gift. So I pretty much kept like about two friends solidly every year that I get Christmas presents for. A few trickle in and out. This year, um, you know, I, I had a friend, a, a cousin friend, <laughs> cousin, best friend, friend. She posted about getting me a present on Instagram. And I was like, well, shit, now you're adding me to your list. And now I have to add you, which is fine because I already know what I'm going to get her. And I think it's going to be amazing. But the struggle is so real, you guys. Like, I get it. And I think that if I didn't cut people out, I would go broke because this is going to sound so cocky. I But I have a lot of friends and I just never have a lot of money. And, you know, it's like, okay, now I'm to the old point where, like, it's not just cute for me to, like, handcraft something for my parents. So they each need a gift. And then Jimmy and I did the dumbest fucking thing in the whole whole world. Our anniversary is October 1st. My birthday's October 26th. His birthday's December 1st. And then Christmas. It's like, I'm exhausted. My dad's birthday's on the 1st. I got to get Jillian something. I, I, I just can't. I can't do it all the time. I like the friend. I like the friends that I do get presents for, I don't find that they are more important than anyone else, but we've just already had this tradition and I enjoy it. But I'm going to try to hold off as long as possible because I was hearing my boss talk about it today and she's like, yeah, I got all my friends' parent presents and now they're having kids. And that's what I'm holding out for. When my friends start popping out babies, I'll start popping out the money. But that's what I'm telling you. I am saving money for your eventual kids that you're having. And that's why you're not getting a present now. That's the nice way I'm going to put it. But I'm sorry. What? I just I cannot get everybody presents. I just can't. I am going to do a Christmas card. I'm going to send out a Christmas card. But I just I will probably have Ghirardelli chocolate with it because duh. 
but I, I, I just can't. I can't do all the Christmas presents. And I feel really bad. And there's a lot of pressure around that where they're like, are you a bad friend if you do don't get a present? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Does it make me a bad friend? I think I also love giving random presents like throughout the year, which is also something I learned from um, Julie Robinson in college, where she always like come home with like a Star Wars cup and a Snickers, as I distinctly remember one one gift that she gave me. And I remember just like shopping and I see something for a friend. I just grab it because I'm like, oh, this is cute. And I feel like all that just kind of adds up to the Christmas present at the end of the year. And now some of my friends might be sitting here thinking, you don't get me random presents and you don't get me a Christmas present. And I love you. Don't hate me. But random presents will come soon. I don't know. I just think there's too much, too much freaking pressure. We don't need to break the bank on Christmas. I'm excited because when I have my own place, like I want to throw like a Christmas Friendsgiving festival where I just like kind of <laughs> a festival. She's crazy. I'm going to throw literally the equivalent of like Ashley Chella Christmas style. Um, And I can't wait to give my friends like the gift of food and like wine. That's all I'm trying to do. But I don't have a house yet. My mom doesn't want me to have friends over and I live at home. I don't want to tell you. So I'm saving up for Ashley Chella that I eventually will throw you a bomb ass party and for when you have kids and you know what? For when you get married, because I really commit to that shit. I commit more to being in your wedding than I do to Christmas. And if that makes me a bad person, I'm sorry, but it makes me a great bridesmaid. And sometimes you got to be one or the other. <laughs> so don't feel bad. This is what I'm saying. This is like an Ask Ashley moment. Don't feel bad if you can't afford to get your friends presents. Just be real. They might still get you something. I've had I have friends do that to me all the time, even though I'm like, no, get away from me with your presents. But it's it's okay. Like everybody's at a different place in their life. And if they're at a place where they can get you a present and they really want to, it's something that brings them joy. Then, you know, you just let them do it. You take it gracefully and you make them a handwritten card back. Like it's fine. It's it's okay that on Black Friday, I'm going to spend all my money on Fabletic leggings and nothing on my friends. It happens. It's fine. Just kidding. That's really rude, but I probably will still do that. I don't know. I just get stressed. I'm not, I'm like I said, I'm great at random presents. I'm not super good when the pressure is on. And I think that that's okay for everybody. And you just have to be honest with your friends and you can be a little bitchy about it if you want. You're like, look, I can't fucking afford your presents leave me alone. I'll take you to dinner. We'll split the bill. <laughs> I'll pay the tip. It's fine. So you shouldn't feel like you're going to go broke and you're not going to be able to eat because you have to get everybody a Christmas present. Trust me, they're going to understand. And someday, you know, they might need a little break on your birthday present and you'll give it to them. Okay. Which means that you also have to do that. Okay, you guys. Um, I'm going to go back to drinking my Corona Premier. Shout out to my bestie, Alex. He um, taught me about Corona Premiers are only 90 calories. Love that for me, especially since I just ate a very big sandwich and a piece of chocolate. Working at Ghirardelli is going to make me fatter than I was working for Chipotle. And that's not what anyone wanted. That's not what I want. That's not what I planned. But it's happening. So anyways, um, make sure you follow me on all social media platforms. Please especially go check out the video of Post Malone dancing to Shania Twain. I, I promise you it's so worth it. Um, and yes, have a great and happy Thanksgiving. Please be safe. And I'm not trying to trigger, but a, a lot of car accidents and like 
horrible things happen this weekend, especially on Wednesday, because we all know it's the night where you drink with everybody from high school, which is why I don't go out in Livermore on Wednesdays, uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. But please uh, be safe and be happy and be thankful. And I'll be back with another podcast um, next Monday or Tuesday, Look, depending on what happens on the weekend. And don't forget to tune in on Friday to the Real Sisters pod. Uh, You can check us out. This is the podcast course I do with my sister. It's going to be Thanksgiving. Maybe we'll record on Thanksgiving. We're supposed to record tomorrow, but who knows? We'll we'll chat about it. And um, yes, so you can follow that podcast at the Real Sisters pod. Okay, love you. Bye.